boys and girls and everyone in between. It's time for the PC Tech Radio Show with your host today, Random Man. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Jesus was that, you random fucker. Hey, 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 boys and girls. Random F back here again for you. Now, in today's show, I don't think it's going to be that long, but we're going to be covering uh, a motherboard question, but mainly we're going to be talking about file sharing. Some of the do's, the don'ts, and possibly some of the better ways of doing it, providing you stick into the legal side of things. Um... Now, if you want to get in touch, you want to ask me any questions, contact us at PC Tech Radio, or my personal address is randomf-ptr at hotmail.co.uk. Send them in. I can't answer them unless you send them in. So, let's get on to the motherboard question that I've been asked to cover. Now, the question was, what is the best motherboard for gaming? and the best motherboard for office. Now, to be fair, that is such a big question to try and answer. I'm not even going to attempt it. Because, depending on what you want to do with it, depends on how much you need to spend. Um, best thing to do, if you go on to Tom's Hardware, very good website, they do a lot of reviews. Um, even if you just go on to Amazon, or Overclockers, or Aria.com, and look at some of the reader or user reviews of the products. Because you don't have to spend a fortune if all you'd want him to do is build an Office PC. Let's face it, an Office PC needs to be able to run OpenOffice, Microsoft Office, and Windows. And maybe have internet use. It doesn't need stupidly sophisticated, powerful motherboard to be able to do all of that. Now, Another thing to take into consideration when you're buying any kit is how future-proof it is. There's no point buying the cheapest, oldest motherboard you can get, whacking everything on there and saying, right, I'll upgrade that in six months' time, because you won't be able to. The motherboard won't be able to hack it. So if you're looking then at upgrading in the future, you need a decent motherboard that is compatible with the chipsets that you're looking to upgrade to in the future. Um... But as far as telling you which ones are best, I can't do it. Because everybody's got their own personal favourites, and it's a buyer's market. Now, yes, I highly recommend ASRock motherboards. I highly recommend ASUS motherboards. Yes, they're the same family, same production team, but still highly reliable boards. Um, now, I'm not knocking anything that 
ATI and um, AMD are throwing together now and I'm not knocking anything that Intel are throwing together because as I say it really does depend on what you want to use your motherboard for so I'm not going to tell you an answer because there isn't one it's not a question you can answer because I could say as I like I already have done ASRock Asus and I could name specific motherboards but it may not be what you want or what you want to spend and it might be a great motherboard for me because I can do this, 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 this and this but you look at the BIOS and start pulling your hair out because you don't know what settings to use sometimes you're better off getting a bog standard bundle um, most websites, especially hardware suppliers do offer bundle packages that way you know damn well that the motherboard is going to cope with the processor and the memory that's already on it because it's been built and shipped and sold to you as a package. Um, and let's face it, a lot of these packages don't, or bundles, aren't using the bog standard basic motherboards. They're a pretty good bit of kit. Um, I'm not saying all of them are, but as a, on a whole, these boys know that this works well with this, this and this, which is why they're telling you to buy it as a bundle you get a little bit of discount on it as well so I'm sorry my friend I can't be more specific but it is really a case of doing a little bit of groundwork on the internet I'm not t saying to drag your ass around shops because let's face it most people that work in computer shops don't know toffee <sighs> that sounds bad but unless you walk into one man and his shop he's they're not gonna know what they're talking about <sighs> reader reviews are great because then people are actually putting it through their paces and you get Joe Bloggs perspective of what the motherboard can and can't do rather than the manufacturers going well yeah of course it can do all of this because we want you to buy it so you know read the reviews read the comments look at the star rating obviously if it's a great it looks too good to be true. Read some of the reviews because it might only get a one star out of five. So, um, as I say, we'll have to leave that one because it's not one of those that you can answer um, with a clear, decisive answer. Which motherboards are best for this, that? It's such a big market. I can't tell you. Yes. I do recommend as an entry level system the 775 motherboards they all work very well one word of caution though do not trust the factory standard heat sinks for the processors they're not enough the 775 chips run hot so you need to get yourself a better heat sink for your processor than the ones that are provided um, I do recommend that with any processor to be honest because yes the manufacturers give you something that will do the job but maybe not cooling it in the enclosure that you've got it in enough so always allocate an extra 20 to 30 quid tops for a new heatsink and fan for any processor upgrade that you're thinking of because uh, the last thing you need is to drop it all in and two weeks or say two weeks sometimes it could even be two hours two minutes it starts overheating and slowing down because the CPU is just getting far too hot right so 
I'm going to pick up with the tunes where I left off last show. So, I really do hope that you're listening to this in headphones. If not, a ruddy good surround sound system, because this track by The Orb is one of my all-time favourite tracks ever. Just relax, sit back and enjoy Little Fluffy Clouds by The Orb. What were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I, we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and uh, they were long and clear, and there were lots of stars at night. And when it would rain, it would all turn. It, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow on fire, and the clouds would catch the colors everywhere. That's it, neat, because I used to look at them all the time. You don't see that. Oh, that don't have to bring back some memories. 
Anyway, back to the main subject today. Well, today for this little segment. File sharing. Now, David's told me that a lot of you have written in with questions asking about torrents and file sharing. Um, it's a big... Uh, da, 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 how should we put it? It's a big grey area. Because there's a lot of people out there that file share for the right reasons. Unfortunately, there's so many more out there that do it for all the wrong reasons. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you will have heard of sites like LimeWire and BearShare. Right, forget about them. Please, if you really are that stupid to be using it now, stop. Don't finish the files that you've got in there, just stop. A, most of the files that you get through those sites are full of viruses and it's not what it says on the seal or tin. You know, it's not a Ron Seal product. Most of the time, okay, you think you're getting what you've typed in and searched for. Nah. Just make sure you vet it before you show it to the kids, I'll put it that way. They're a big no-no. I don't recommend them and I never will recommend them. And I'm sorry if anybody from the two places are listening. I'm not. Alright. Um, the next one you've got are torrents. Now, torrents are different to peer-to-peer -peer sites like BearShare and LimeWire because you don't actually get the whole of one file from one person. Um, it's less trackable, but still trackable. So, as safe as you think you are using torrents, you're not immune. Because what you've got to think is, now with any of these file sharing sites, right, doesn't matter whether you are doing it legitimately, sharing, I don't know, school work or coursework material, yeah, like that's legal as well, never mind, but whatever you're sharing on there has to be your own, has, cannot be an original of anything. You drop an album to share, you're breaking the law. If you decide that you're going to take that album, you are breaking the law. Okay, you clean up your tracks on your computer. Now, just because BT refused to give out certain details, doesn't mean that they won't give out certain details. Because your internet provider, any internet provider you have, can and does keep records of every click on the internet that you do. Right? They don't pry, it's just they have to know. Because if there's problems with their systems, they can detect it, they can go back. There's certain things that are monitored, like your IP address. How much information has been downloaded to that IP address? Now, okay, you think, well, yeah, I'll change my IP. Fine. You cannot change your Mac code. If you are paying from a service from Virgin, Sky, BT, TalkTalk, Talk, I don't know, any internet provider, UK, worldwide, they know exactly how much information has been downloaded to your account. So, okay, you might be thinking, right, well, I'm getting away with murder because I'm using my mate's hacked 
hub and his IP address. Ha ha ha! Yeah. You can't like that mate too much because if he goes down, he's going to be damn sure that he's going to take you with him. Now, torrent sites, simple. Go onto Google, any web search engine, type in torrents. Not only will you get lists of where you can search for torrents, but you'll also be able to find lists and programs to be able to download the torrents with. Now if you're using Firefox, guess what, there's one already built in. You haven't got to worry about it. You've just got to know how to set it up. You need to know how to set your modem, and, or sorry, not your modem, your router up, if you're using a router, to open up the ports to allow access. Now, yes, nice, you open up your ports, data comes flying down, you tend to find your internet speeds go up. Unfortunately, with those ports open, hackers have got a door to get straight in. If you're not running a very good antivirus program, then you, by opening those ports, you're opening the doors to anybody accessing your system, should you get an infection. So, I don't know, it's a, I can't condone it. There's no way that I can physically say file sharing is a good thing, especially because of all the pirates out there. Now, don't get me wrong, if you've got a, you're paying for a service, you're paying for it. It's like David was on about uh, that film site that he uses, I can't remember, sorry Dave, but he pays a monthly subscription. Now, okay, you think one person paying that monthly subscription doesn't pay for all the films that they will watch that month. But it's not one person. If you think it's one person per town in England, per city in the world. Now, if you think of it that way, that's still a lot of people, but it's not. It's more like three in, or three out of five around the world if you averaged it out. So that's a stupid amount of money. And, it, and all that money is being shared between the distributors. So the film companies that are supplying the films. Yeah, this is, these aren't pirate movies. These are genuine copies supplied by the film companies. So that way, it's right. Now, if you've got a specific log-on server, then, okay, so long as the material that you are receiving has been vetted, you're still not breaking the law. News groups are another way. Now, these are a little bit more specialist, and most of the time, I'm not saying there isn't one or two free ones out there, um, but most of the time, news groups, you pay a monthly subscription. You can pay weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, but you're paying the subscription for access to the servers. Now, you're paying a contributed amount to keep them running, but to keep the information on there. Now, yes, they if they get... So, let's think Pirate Bay. Now... If you haven't heard of Pirate Bay, then obviously you don't follow the PC world that much. But that is, was a torrent site that was out of jurisdiction. It was being run from, oh, in the end, a small island. S completely self-sufficient, self-governed. 
with a, its own laws and so on and so forth. So because that is where they were uh, situated, technically they were beyond persecution until they went home. It's, um, now, it's a long story, you can look it up. There are loopholes, but it doesn't mean that you're immune to persecution. You could get a knock on the door for downloading one album. Never mind downloading a dozen a week, two dozen a week, whatever. I mean, some people use stupid amounts of bandwidth. I do, but most of the bandwidth that I have, it's YouTube. It's little bits that I'm sampling for the show, for mixes. Now, okay, yeah, I haven't dropped any of my mixes on because I tend to do set mixes. So I can't just play a three-minute track that I did, because it's not, it's part of my set. Magical Trevor does most of that, so does DJ Outright. Now, they give me some ideas, I give them some ideas. <laughs> for some reason, they like the sa using samples, and they want me to record a shed load for them. <laughs> Alright then, boys, let's get on the mic. It's MC Haystack in the house. But nah, never mind, we'll uh, forget that idea, shall we? So, okay, I'm, I've, I've just ranted. File sharing, if you want to do it, just Google it. I'm not telling you how to do it because I can't endorse it. I cannot condone it. But there's the internet. It is full of information. Now, it will take you through what programs you need, which is one. Or you're using Firefox, it's pre-built for torrents. News groups are a bit different. You need to have access to certain details. You may not find them on the web. You might. Have fun looking, trying. But that's half the fun. Why get me to tell you how to do everything when you can try working things out for yourself? The internet is a good place. Now, obviously, yeah, I wouldn't be here answering questions if everybody used the internet properly. But then you can read into the wrong bits. There's a there's a big areas of do's and do's not. Ha <laughs> ha, do's not, do you like that? Ha 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 Now, I've also had another request to talk about my experiences with XP Black. So, what I'm gonna do is drop a track in now, and again, another one that I hope you all enjoy, because this is one of my all-time favorites. It's a little bit of Underworld for you. Born Slippy.
what a tune from a great film, Train Spotting. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I don't care. Well, you've got to be over 18, but if you haven't seen it yet, you've got to see that film. Quality old school film. Twin Town's another good one as well. Ha 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 Welsh equivalent, almost, but just as good. Right, back to the subject. Black XP. Now, XP, as far as I was concerned, was an awesome operating system. Now, okay, you had Vista. If you don't know my opinions on Vista, I am not repeating them, apart from the fact that it is one of the worst things that Microsoft has ever released. Um, but as far as XP went, now that's what disappointed me most with Vista. They went from XP, which was a solid sound operating system, to Vista. Now, if they'd have gone from straight from XP to 7, that's what everybody expected, but there was Vista in between. Now, XP as a system worked well. You could tweak it, you could get it run into your system just right. Now, the biggest problem with the Black Editions is, yes, they're built as a universal hacked version of XP. Now, I was asked to comment on one particular version of the Black releases, shall we say, but couldn't find it. I may have used it, I may have not, because I have tried four or five on test machines just to see what they're doing. And what they most of them do do is not a lot. Okay, you can have the... There's ones I've seen with complete everything you would, could possibly and never use on a Windows operating system could be installed from a list pre-load. Uh, you know, so first time it officially boots in properly, you've got everything installed, everything's running, you just carry on with your day-to-day -day tasks. Now the biggest problem with them that I found is... By the t well, you update your virus database and you run a scan, it will pick up no end of problems. Now, a good one is AVG. Get the trial until you've sorted yourself something else out. Um, I highly recommend ESET as an antivirus. Um, but another great spyware one is super anti-spyware, or one word, Google it, download it, install it, run it. It is a nice little bit of kit because it will remove rootkits, it will remove trojans, it will remove worms. Now, problem is, if these are, if it picks up a lot, it's too late, you've already been infected, files will be corrupt. But if you can, uh, what ESET does is anything that arrives on the computer, as it's in, or even if you download a file from a website, it will pick it up. It will say, by the way, we've deleted this because it was a virus. Now, yes, you can disable it, turn it on and off. But with the Black Editions, I tended to find that to get the system running how I like it, I had to disable this little bit here, that little bit there, clean up after the install. And by the time I'd done all that, things stopped working. Um you couldn't use half of the programs because you'd removed important factors from running. 
you'd run a virus scan, you'd cleaned it all up and whoop, all of a sudden nothing's working like it should do. And okay, so even if you leave it as bog standard and it's running swiftly for you, you then start finding that your internet is doing an awful lot more in the background. You're not actually downloading or even on messenger, never mind surfing the net, and yet your internet's going crazy. It's because there's so many hidden background services running, mainly to use your computer as a bot. Yeah? Now, people that are rewriting and editing these operating systems know what they're doing. Not all of them do them for the greater good. Some of them do it because, okay, right, we're going to hack the chuff out of this, everybody can use it, but everybody that is using it is doing something for us. Whether that be bombarding Microsoft with shite to try and make their ends mess up, whether it be an access port for them to root through for them to do other things so that they can't be traced as easily. There's lots of reasons. Now the black versions, they're a very good idea. I'm not saying that all of them are as bad as I'm making them out to be. Some of them are absolutely stonking. But it's not right. If you know what you're doing, you can make all of the adjustments that everybody else has done on these blacks copies. Now, if you know how you like your system, you can have this bit running extra. You can disable all these bits. You can get hold of a system tools thing, a uh, program even. Yeah, that's the one. And it will optimize your computer. That's basically what they're trying to do for you, is optimize your computer. But they're setting it up for, to be optimized for their computer on time of writing. It doesn't mean that their computer is the same as anybody else's on the planet. One slight configuration difference and it's not going to run as sweetly as it's supposed to. I'm not saying it's not going to run sweetly. But there's... You've got a lot of factors involved. Now, yes, they're a quick fix for whilst you're trying to do this, that and the other and find a technical problem if you need to. But there's a lot of better solutions out there than the black editions. Um, okay, you get a shed load of extra wallpapers. Whoopee! There's an internet full. Okay, yes, you get so many more different themes. Yay, yippee! Again, there's an internet full. Why would you want somebody else's selection? Surely you want your computer to be your computer. Not your property with everybody else's ideas and thinking as to what it, what it should look like. Play. Change your settings. Do it all yourself. I'm not saying, oh right, well yeah, I've, I've done this, this is a black edition. Oh, I've just changed the skin, I could actually release it as a theme. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not telling you to do that. Because, let's face it, there's so much shite out there on the internet that we really don't need anymore. Now, I don't know whether that was a good enough rant for you, but let's face it, rants can't be scripted. They've got to be worthy. You can't 
just write a script and say, right, today I'm going to rant about uh, Bill Gates. No. Right, I could rant all day about Bill Gates, but I'd be wasting my breath. Wouldn't achieve anything, might make a few people laugh, might piss him off. Either way, it's not going to do me any favours. Um, but let's face it, Bill Gates isn't such a bad man. I, he does do an awful lot of work for charity, mate. Alright, charity. But, he doesn't run the business. There's a bunch of suits in an office, or in a dozen different offices that runs a business. At the end of the day, he can sit back, relax, and know damn well he ain't got to worry about the next mortgage repayment, regardless of how many houses he decides to buy at once. So, share the wealth. Drop prices a little bit. <laughs> you know? You can afford to sell things at a loss because you will sell many more times over. Unfortunately, because of reliability problems, but you'll sell twice as many. That's another story, eh? Because it's one thing that really does impress me is the Xbox. Now, I tell you what, I'll, I'll be kind. What I'll do is I'll play another track before I start having my little rant. Now, this, I love this track. For all the wrong reasons, all the right reasons, I really don't care what you think about it. I love it. This is the grid, Swamp Thing. Watch 
you got to love the banjos. I have to admit, though, I can't really respect blokes playing banjos. It takes girly fingers, because it's such a... Put it this way, if anybody's playing a banjo for me, I'd prefer lady fingers. It's as simple as that. Right, Xboxes. Let's... <laughs> now, I'm sure most of you that have ever owned an Xbox 360 will have suffered from the Red Ring of Death. Mm-hmm. Um, at, what, at least once. Now, these quite easily fixable, to an extent would be an awful lot easier if Microsoft had actually thought about how they were going to cool this thing down. Now, when you think about it, this is running a HD graphics card, right? Now, any HD graphics cards that you're running in your PCs as you're listening to this or the ones at home will have a heatsink attached to the GPU with a fan dedicated to cooling it. And now, I'm pretty sure if any of you stuck your head inside a PC, even a single core processor has a heatsink on top with a fan directly cooling it. Never mind a tri-core processor. Now, Microsoft have taken something that should technically be in a standard tower case, taken away the two main components for cooling, Per processor, the GPU and the CPU, right? And all they're running is two extractor fans, effectively. And what you then find is you, it overheats, it cooks itself. So, what you've got to then think is we're going to stick it into a smaller box. A box a quarter of the size that it needs to be. Take away the ventilation and just run it on two fans. Okay, it works for a while, but most of you find out it doesn't work completely. Now, the slimline. That makes me laugh even more. So let's take something that overheats in a case, put it in a smaller case, get rid of the extraction fans but place just one bigger fan on top of the now joint GPU and CPU in one unit. Yeah, do the math boys, if it cooked itself in a bigger case with two fans in the wrong position, now you're trying to run it with one fan in the right position but without the backup of the two other fans in a smaller case. Yeah, anybody that's had a slimline and it's overheated? Yeah, really? You wonder why? But never mind, Microsoft will learn by their mistakes. Not. They never do. They just make more. That's how we learn, that's how any of us learn. But then again, they haven't made a bigger mistake as Sony, have they? Let's face it. Oopsie! <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to leave that on there. So now, I'm going to close this section of the show. In fact, now I'm going to close this show now with another guilty pr pleasure that I hope one or two of you appreciate at least. This is Delight, Groove is in the Heart. See you next time, boys and girls. We're going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun.
Yeah. <laughs> 